Today's BQ In-Depth is brought to you by Sunderland Software City, enabling the growth of the technology sector in the northeast of England. Put simply, they champion northeast tech. Visit sunderlandsoftwarecity.com. Welcome to BQ In-Depth. I'm Susie Jackson. This podcast is all about inspiring entrepreneurs by helping them share their stories. For the text version and other tales, please visit our website at bqlive.co.uk forward slash audio and tell us what you think on Twitter at bqlive. Woolly but winning the business. Read by Amy Robinson. Wool's return to popularity is promising fashion designer Andrea Freeman a 50% leap in business with her revived brand. Not bad for an enterprise barely two years old. She tells Brian Nichols what's selling and where. A near 50% leap in online business, likely this quarter, is a trend many firms of any size would love. For Andrea Freeman's micro-operation, just over two years old, it's a reassurance indeed. This entrepreneurial fashion designer and her tiny team in Darlington are driving sales of a historic brand both at home and abroad with her knitwear range being turned out for men and women, made from British wool and manufactured in Britain too. Having revived the famous Beehive brand that once spread the name of her native Darlington worldwide, Andrea now works with three manufacturers in Nottingham, the Scottish Borders and Manchester. And she looks forward this autumn and winter to launching a Nordic collection of woollens with styles available from this summer direct to consumers as well as to extending her already successful Men of Action range. Men of Action, the initial production run out of her collection, is inspired by a wartime brand of heroes promoted in the original brand. It is sold out online and, says Andrea, there's now a movement among big brands towards booking the fixed season trend. The likes of Burberry and Tom Ford, among others, are asking why everyone should have to wait six months for products to land by which time they're almost out of date. This will affect wholesalers quite dramatically, so it'll be an interesting agenda. Being a small company allows us to be flexible in our retail model. We can offer our core customer base in-season promotions and pre-order functions exclusively. This helps build loyalty. We can test things and ultimately depend less on the seasonal cycle, bring products forward and alter runs depending upon the weather. Take this recent February for example, the cold that kept the winter range still very much in demand. The Men of Action Autumn Winter Collection includes Great British Fair Isles taken from the Beehive emblem. Argyle and Cable Knit Jumpers sit comfortably alongside Beehive Pointel and Fine Gorge Twin Sets. Key wholesale partners will be offered the ranges of this year and next to step up Beehive's presence in the UK and Ireland and Andrew proposes further export trials. The Men of Action collection has drawn immense interest in Japan, she reveals. The English gentleman look is very popular, so it's important to capitalise on this and strengthen our new partnerships in Europe and Asia. Business so far in 2016 discloses new interest in Germany and Scandinavia from wholesale partners looking to supply Northern Europe. Beehive is also into its second season of trials with Japanese retailer journal Standard. However, it is the direct-to-consumer sales, web orders, that show most growth. Andrea says, To keep up momentum, that's a key objective. We're getting lots of engagement on our digital platforms 
and more inquiries off the back of our e-newsletters. The latest one received a 25% open rate. That's considerably higher than the average for e-commerce, reportedly 16.8% according to MailChimp. An illustrated appearance in the Daily Telegraph's Weekend magazine boosted traffic to the website more than expected, including many inquiries about sizes being restocked. More than 300 hits resulted. Beehive was, of course, the famous brand of Paytons and Baldwins, for which many of Andrea's family once worked, as did thousands more in the Darlington area. The she, during her career, worked with the barber clothing company, she never lost her fascination for Paytons and Baldwin's knitting wool factory in Darlington. She collected a range of beehive memorabilia, ranging from knitting patterns and shade cards for wool shops, then onto original adverts from the 1940s and 50s when home knitting in the war effort and beyond was extensive. Discovering an opportunity near the close of 2013 to revive the beehive trademark and the 230-year-old brand, she seized it. Knitting is coming back into fashion among younger people, we're told, and she has reinvented a 230-year-old brand by bringing mid-20th century knitting patterns into the contemporary range now selling worldwide. Andrea creates the designs in her Darlington studio. Shapes need to be adapted a little from the original beehive patterns to fit the modern figure. Our grandparents were slighter than we are, she explains. But this is part of the challenge. It felt natural to come home to the northeast after 15 years in the industry to start a label of my own. Northern Powerhouse is high on my agenda. I'm passionate about doing business here and proving fashion doesn't belong in London. We've many plans ahead, recruitment included, as the Men of Action range expands and the Nordic collection comes in. Andrea is also an associate lecturer at Teesside University. Earlier, she was for seven years design and development manager at Barber, South Tyneside's globally renowned outdoor brand. On turning entrepreneur, Andrea launched her Radana Studio label, selling scarves made from recycled materials. I've worn many hats, she reflects, but being able to create a new chapter in the Beehive story is a highlight indeed. She's now thinking to design children's knitwear under the Beehive brand too. The Beehive business, so inspiring Andrea, began in 1785, a time when Warren Hastings was resigning as Governor-General of India and Hayden was in his musical element. James Baldwin of Halifax and his Scottish counterpart, John Payton, had set up individual companies to use the spinning mule developed by Samuel Compton and which revolutionised the manufacturing industry and textile trade. In 1920, the two companies, G&J Baldwin's Wool and Patton's Yarms, noted individually for their commercial wool, merged. Patton's and Baldwin's was born. It diversified from commercial yarn spinning into producing wool for home knitters and publishing knitting patterns. These went under the trademarks Patton's Rose and Baldwin's Beehive. During the 1930s, the company expanded in Scotland and the north of England, including at Billingham and Jarrow. Operations were set up in Canada and New Zealand. Then, in 1951, headquarters of the business were relocated from Halifax in West Yorkshire to Darlington. Building had begun for the Darlington move in 1945. Six years before, and the cost on completion was £7.5 million. This, however, became home to Europe's largest wool manufacturing plant. 
indeed was recognised as the world's most modern and largest single-storey plant of its kind upon opening. It had its own railway sidings. It was also Darlington's first major post-war industrial development, so Andrew believes. At peak, the firm employed more than 4,000 people and was an original member of the FT30 Index of leading companies on London Stock Exchange. Its diversification included an Angora rabbit farm in Staffordshire and involvements in nylon and terylene development. In 1961, however, the company merged with J&P Coates LTD and today Lingfield Point, a thriving business park, marks the site of 107 acres once occupied by Paytons and Baldwins. Property developer March Day made the transformation and the park is owned now by private equity estate fund managers Claybell. With the arrival there of Capita and its 450 staff last November, more than 3,000 people in all are working at 60 businesses there. A £100 million master plan envisages a mixed community to support the existing business core, providing up to 1,300 homes, green open space and sports, school and healthcare facilities. For more information, please head to bqlive.co.uk forward slash audio. You can subscribe using your normal podcast reader via iTunes, Stitcher or listen at our website. BQ reaches a diverse audience of entrepreneurs, MDs and CEOs nationwide. We're empowering the business community to embrace growth, reporting on local business success wherever we find it and telling the stories that you won't find anywhere else. For promotional opportunities or to tell your story, visit bqlive.co.uk. From the BQ In-Depth podcast, I'm Susie Jackson.